Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. and welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless Shlee Persisted. It's me. You know who it is. It's Shlee. Oh my goodness, guys. What a week it has been. And I am so thankful to be recording this podcast episode today because I need it. Um, Before I get into my gratitude list, you guys, I just have to express my gratitude for you all first because holy crap, Um, the episode with Matt and I, Long Distance Lemonade, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, was received so incredibly well, and we got so much love and support from that episode, and I just, uh, it's just awesome. I'm just so incredibly thankful for you all, and I'm so happy you all liked it, and I promise there will be more Matt content, um, because I know that's who you really came for for the episode. Um, it might be seven months from now, but there will be more, I promise. So, you know, keep listening until then. Alrighty, friends, let's dive into the gratitude list, shall we? Oh, we shall. Okay, number one on my list, funny enough, has to do with Matt. Um, so here's some more Matt content for you. Um, it was his birthday this past week. Woohoo, 29 years old. What an old man. Um, we went to this mini golf place in Chelsea called Swingers, lol. And it's super rad. Um, it is a mini golf course and it is like styled like the 1920s and they serve you drinks while you play and it was so much fun. Am I shit at mini golf? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, which is funny because I played golf growing up and was pretty decent at it. And like when I got close to the hole, I was good. Like my short game is pretty decent, but it's like getting around all of the obstacles that just like I suck at. And Matt is really good at it. And yeah, I got a little competitive because I am a competitive human, but uh, it's okay. It was his birthday. I let him win. (laughs) I totally let him win. Okay. Whatever he tells you, I let him win. So I'm very grateful for mini golf as it is my first point on my gratitude list. Number two on the list is good sleep. That's what I wrote in the, I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but you know that sound where it's like good soup. That's what the voice is in my head when I say good sleep. Anyway, I have not been sleeping super great lately. Um, I have like a lot of shoulder issues and like neck issues and I just like can't seem to sleep right on them, but This week, there was one night where I slept really well, and I woke up really refreshed and ready to go for the day, and that is a great feeling that I do not take for granted um, at all. Like, I love sleep so much, and sleep is so incredibly important, and when I don't get it, it makes me a little sad, but I am grateful for good sleep this week. And I'm crossing my fingers and my toes and everything that it continues. Number three, coming home to a meal. Yeah, oh, it's great. Um, I had a busy, I think Tuesday, Monday, I don't even know anymore. Time is irrelevant, whatever. Um, and I was in like rehearsals for a couple things and it was just a crazy, hectic day. And when I came home, 
Matt was cooking for me, which was just great. And I didn't have to do anything and it was awesome. And yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love cooking and usually I'm the one that cooks in the house, um, which I love doing. But uh, yeah, I just was not in the mood that day. And it is just nice to not have to worry about it some days. And so shout out to Matt once again um, for making that happen for me and making me not think too hard about what the fuck I'm going to eat that night. Is that a battle for anyone else or is it just me? I feel like I'm always like thinking about what I'm making for dinner. Not always, but like during the day. I Anyway, whatever. <laughs> My brain's a little messy today, but we are embracing the mess, people. Yeah. Number four, I wrote conversation telepathy. You know, when you're like with a friend and something happens and you just like have a look and you share a look with your friend and you are exactly on the same page. I love moments like that. <laughs> this happened to me this week when I was at Open Jar with uh, my girlfriend Taylor Lewis because we were practicing for a 54 Below show. And we were walking out of Open Jar and saw the Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan. And we both just kind of like stopped and stared at each other and we're like, yep, okay, cool and kept walking and <laughs> chatted about it a little bit once we got out of her earshot and we're like, what the heck is she doing in Open Jar? I mean, obviously she's rehearsing for a play right now that she's doing with Oscar Isaac. But um, yeah, it was just like a really cool moment of acknowledgement and like being on the same page of being starstruck a little bit. And you know, I thought about approaching her, but she looked busy and I didn't, you know, want to bug her because I don't know I feel like oh, celebrities are probably like let me just be a normal human you know what I mean but uh yeah Rachel if you're listening to this I love you so much <laughs> and the last thing on my list is 54 below slash my TCU community so literally yesterday um, yes, I'm recording this podcast episode a little later than I expected, but that's how life goes. Anyway, performed last night at 54 Below, and it was like, um, usually what we do at TCU is when the seniors come to New York for showcase, um, we do like a current seniors and alumni concert, and it's always super fun. And I just am so incredibly grateful for all of the, the TCU Horn Frogs in NYC. So if you're a TCU Horn Frog and listening to this, go Frogs, number one. And number two, I love ya. Um, I'm not going to lie. This year I was kind of like, I don't know if nervous is the right word for it, but yeah, I guess a little nervous. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts and feels about my time at TCU. Some great, some just incredibly awful, like, you know, every fucking college program, especially when you go for theater. Um, but I sometimes feel like with these concerts that there's just like an added pressure to just like do really well because you are an alumni and you just want to put your best foot forward and show the community that you're a good working actor and have accomplished so much and I don't know I just put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to these concerts but this year I really tried to kind of push that aside and thankfully once again I was singing with a good girlfriend of mine Taylor Lewis hey um and she's super rad and we just got to sing 
a dream song for the both of us dream roles honestly we sang a song from uh spring awakening if you like theater and no theater um and it was really fun and just like such a warm welcoming night it was also my first um tcu alum concert where i didn't know the graduating seniors like i knew of a lot of them but hadn't met them in person so that was also super fun to just like finally meet them in person and get to know them a little bit and some of them are moving to new york and so that'll be fun to just like grow our little horn frog community which i love as well basically my big takeaway from this night was not my performance which, even though the performance did slap at the end of the day, um, if I didn't say so myself. But um, at the end of the day, I enjoy these concerts because I get to connect with new and old TCU alums. And that is just really, really special and important to me. The performance doesn't matter. It's not career-altering. So, yeah, it just was a really nice way to kind of ground myself and check in with myself as to why I do it. And yeah, it's just, it's nice to have a little community. Um, Yeah, I'm just very thankful for this little community that we have all built. So yeah, I'm just very thankful for the New York TCU alum community. Go Frogs! Alrighty, that was my gratitude list from this week, and let's jump into some thoughts and feels. Let's do it. Wow, sorry, I am singing a lot in this episode. Don't know why, but we're we're rolling with it. Okay, let's talk about some good old R&R, some rest and relaxation. So, the idea of rest has been on my mind, actually, for, honestly, the past couple of weeks, but... It came to fruition when I was out and about with a girlfriend named Melinda. Hey, Melinda! She's been an avid listener since day one. Love you, love you, love you so, so much. And we met on the cruise ship, and she was Aragon um, in six. And oh my gosh, she is an absolute star. Please go check her out. She's amazing, and she will be well-known one day. I am sure of it. Um, so we were out having some espresso martinis, you know, like you do, and they were great, by the way. Um, but we started talking about rest and how we feel bad for resting. And this is something that I have struggled with for a very, very long time. We currently live in a community or world of constant productivity, and if you chill out for a day or a couple hours, you instantly feel bad about not being productive. And when I say you, I mean me and Melinda and possibly you. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel so incredibly guilty for resting, which is a little funny if you think about it, because extreme productivity is fucking toxic bro so i've been journaling a lot about this this week and kind of unpacking my feelings on why i feel like i can't rest and that rest is unproductive and the phrases like time is money and there's no time to waste keep popping up in my head and i feel like it's been ingrained in us for you know, well, for me personally, since I was little, 
I feel like in our society, we're kind of taught that like in order to have a good, productive, quality lifestyle, you wake up, go to your nine to five, come home, eat dinner, do some chores and like maybe have some me time before you go to bed and you do it all over again. Which, number one, just doesn't fit my lifestyle, so it is a concept that is a a little hard to wrap my head around, but also a concept that I, like, can't achieve, obviously. Um, So I instantly tell my brain that I'm not being productive because I'm not living that lifestyle, which is silly. I'm honestly really interested in hearing from my friends that listen to this podcast that are not in the the acting world to see if you also feel similarly, because I can't imagine that it would only be actors who feel this way, you know? And if you're not an actor, then let me give you some insight on what our job, insert air quotes around job, actually entails. Actors truly have like five different jobs. Auditioning and doing callbacks and self-taping, that is a job. And then you might have like two or three side hustles as well in order to make a living. And then there's the job of going to classes and making sure that all of your skill sets are up to, to bat and ready to go. And not only that, but you're also trying to network through these classes that you're taking with casting directors or mentors or whatever. And then not only that, like, you still have to also find time for friends and for socialization. And yeah, it's just, it's exhausting. There's so, so much happening. And especially during audition season, it just, like, it amps up 110%. Now, I'm not saying all of this just to be like, woe is me, life of an actor is so hard. Like, I understand that everyone is busy and everyone's lives are hectic and crazy and hard. Like, I don't want to minimize your life. I can just only speak from my experience. (laughs) And I feel like I'm being a little negative right now about the job and life of an actor. And I don't mean to because I absolutely love acting with all of my heart and it's what I want to do with my life. But I am also here to say that acting is a job. It's not just like all fun and games and you audition once and you land the gig of your dreams. Basically what I'm trying to say is we're all working our asses off and I just wanted to give you a little insight on what that specifically looks like for me. Now to veer off into a different lane, if you will, um, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day about how we kind of can't believe the schedule that we had in high school or even college. Like going to school all day and then you would have like after school activities if you did that whether that's sports or theater or any clubs that you're a part of and you would just go and go and go and like have all of the energy in the world and I look back on those times and I'm just like how how the hell did I do that because there's no way that I could do that now yeah I'm not totally sure what the answer is here um I don't know if it's because we were in a pandemic where we were doing nothing for a year or whatever but I just feel drained (laughs) a lot of the time if I packed my schedule like I did back then. There's just, there's no way. Like, is this just adulthood, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I miss high school Schlee's constant energy. (laughs) Or at least that's how I remember it. I don't know. I don't remember being 
so exhausted when having that schedule. Anyway, going back to the very beginning of this all is me just trying to figure out why I feel so guilty for any time spent that isn't going towards work or my career. And actually, let me get a little bit more specific with that. I would also add that I don't feel guilty about time spent with friends or like any social event. The only time I feel really guilty is if I spend time for myself, basically. (laughs) Now, I'm just unpacking this with you all here right now, so I'm not sure I totally have, you know, a definitive answer on why I feel so guilty or why you all might feel so guilty. But for me... The thing that I have come to realize this week is that rest is productive because if you think about it, rest is essential for creativity. If you don't give your mind a break, then there's no room for it to to breathe and, and be inspired and have a moment to just like work things out. An example of this is like when you are learning lines for a show. And for me personally, this is kind of my process, so take what you will. But I like to memorize at night and kind of sleep on all of the things that I have (laughs) shoved in my brain, basically. And I usually find that the next morning I retain a lot more once I sleep on it. Yeah, this week I'm just really reminded that when I give my brain some space and some rest, that's when I produce my best work. Another example of this is, remember in a episode weeks past where I was talking about that Joseph Self tape that I hated? I think it was in the imposter syndrome realness episode. There was a part of that self tape where I had to take a step back and basically stop self taping because I was getting so frustrated with myself and thankfully I'd given myself enough time to revisit the self tape the next day. And because I was able to take the time and rest and really evaluate what I wanted the self-tape to be, I was able to make that happen the next day. So moral of that story is let your brain breathe. (laughs) And another thing that I am honestly constantly reminded of is if you don't give yourself and your body rest, your body will choose when to rest for you, (laughs) whether that's with sickness or I don't know, just exhaustion, your body will make the choice for you. And not only physical exhaustion, but emotional exhaustion as well. Like when I don't give myself time to rest, I really notice my anxiety and depression spike. And honestly, I feel like for me personally, those are easier to spot than physical symptoms. So this week I have been trying really hard to actively rest. And to be honest, kind of failed at it. My people-pleaser tendencies reared its ugly head once again, and I was saying yes to everything and doing everything, and because of that, I slept like shit this week, and my shoulders and neck were extremely fucked up, thus leading to a bunch of headaches. Woo! And emotionally, I have been super irritable, which I hate, and a lot of negative self-talk has been happening, people. And honestly, a lot of the negative self-talk comes from me feeling like I'm not being productive enough. At least that's what it's really been feeling like this week. That's what my negative self-talk is targeting. So I'm still working on actively resting. (laughs) 
And one of the things that I am implementing for myself this week is basically defining success or defying productivity, if you will. But I like to look at it and reframe it as defining success. I like the way that sounds better. <laughs> so what does that mean, Shalee? Let me tell you. So as you probably know, like I've said before, I journal pretty much every morning and do my gratitude list and manifestations, blah, 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 blah. We can talk about that later if we want. But also in my journaling for the day, I define or lay out what will make me feel like I had a successful day. And these things can be really really tiny it can be one thing and I usually try to just stick to one thing because that's all I can really handle at the moment (laughs) an example of this would be getting laundry done or going grocery shopping or reaching out to a friend that I haven't talked to in a while or finding time to sing for 30 minutes just for fun I just write down one thing that I want to accomplish that day and right now I am setting the bar pretty low (laughs) because that's once again all I can handle please feel free to add more to your list another thing that I'm trying to implement this week is making my mornings and my nights sacred so I'm pretty good at the morning routine I get up I make myself some coffee I journal and I watch some trashy tv because it's something that I love to do Now, the nighttime routine is a little more difficult for me, especially if there's like times where I'm going out and meeting with friends or doing something. So it's definitely not consistent for me yet, but I would like it to be in a perfect world, like a winding down time where I do some skincare, I read a little, and I spend some time with Matt. And knowing me, I'll probably add some time to scroll on TikTok because that's what I do. Man, who would have thought rest would be so incredibly difficult at 25? Me? Nope, never saw that coming. So this week, I challenge you and myself um, to rewire your brain into thinking that rest is productive and to not feel bad about taking time for yourself. I'm going to schedule mine in because that's the way my brain works and that's the best way I work. Um, But you know what? Take some time to journal about it. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you're feeling the same way because boy, I hope you do. (laughs) I just fully can't believe that we're put on this earth to work ourselves to the bone. I refuse to believe it. Um, But that is currently what I'm doing. So I'm really trying hard this week to be more intentional about rest and giving my brain space to breathe. And I hope you do that too, because you deserve it, friends. All right, my heater just turned on and it's clanging, which is, you know, the universe probably telling me to wrap shit up. So um, here I am wrapping shit up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Nevertheless Shalee Persisted. I appreciate you guys so, so much. I apologize if this kind of came off as a negative episode. I don't mean it to be that way at all by any means. I just want to be truthful with you all with where I'm at at the moment. And right now, I am really tired. (laughs) And that's okay because I am working and growing and trying to fix it and figure out the best way to go about life and freaking keep persisting bruh so you know what i take my apology back (laughs) things are a little difficult in my brain right now but that's okay because i will always keep choosing and prioritizing the gratitude in my life damn it anyway you guys rock (laughs) i hope you have a great rest of your week 
write what you're grateful for write down your thoughts and feels of this week and let me know how you're feeling all right bye